0: What's going on, Abstract Sports Nation? Welcome to episode 64 of the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life with a unique perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. Coming at you live on Facebook, as always. You can catch the podcast also on YouTube. There's a shortened version on there. Also on anchor.fm slash Um You can listen to all of our episodes from past times and current times, Can also support the podcast at anchor.fm slash abstract sports. Click the button that says support this podcast, make a monthly donation of one, five, or ten dollars, and maybe buy us a beer for the month uh, to support the brand, support the grind. So um, without further ado, let's get episode sixty-four underway. Let's go. All right, so first I'm just going to talk about some things that have been going on in life. Really, the only thing that I have to talk about is bowling. I do participate in a bowling league, as I've mentioned in past episodes. Um, last Friday, so not, not Friday, like the 28th or the 29th, whatever day that is. Um, the, so t- yeah, the 28th, so not the 28th, but the week before that, I bowled a 667 series, which is the highest series I've ever bowled in my life. Basically, that means in three games total, I bowled 667. That's really, really good. Every game was over 200. Uh, so coming off of that, I didn't expect to do any to do any better. Um, and sure enough, my first game this Friday on the 28th, I bowled a 124. But then that must have been my warm-up game. I bowled a 215 and then a 201, uh, totaling for like a 540 series or something like that. So still not too bad um, actually through three weeks, my average is 189 this year. Um, that's definitely going to come down. If I can keep it that high, man, I'm going to be winning some cash this year in different tournaments and events, because that's 25 higher than any average I've ever had, uh, season long average I've ever had. So if it stays that high, um, any competitive event that I am in, I'm going to do really well and probably win some money. Hello, Alice. Welcome to the podcast. Um, got a quick show in, in store for you today. Uh, just trying to rattle through everything, but there is a lot to get through, so it's still going to probably take about another 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so really good bowling out of me the last couple of weeks. I don't know what's wrong with me, but hopefully I can keep it up. We'll just see what happens. Um, so on to a little bit of basketball action. Not a lot, but just enough all right so this week the nba preseason started i don't get too excited about nba preseason even though lebron is making his nba debut at the lakers um i i just don't get the hype around these preseason games because the games don't really mean too much you sure you get to see your players play the players you like to watch play again but um, the games don't really mean as much, and there's not nearly as much excitement when it comes down to the wire, um, which is kind of what happened last night. The Lakers had an 18-point lead, and they they lost it to the Nuggets barely by two points. They had a rookie who hit a three-pointer late in the game that put them up five. Um, the Lakers had a chance to win it, but they they had to take a shot, and they didn't get the shot off in time. So, uh, you know, typical of a of a young team and the. The player who did it, his name's Isaac Bonga. He passed the ball with like one second left, and went, by the time the player caught it, the buzzer sounded. So, um, But the Lakers are looking pretty good. I mean, LeBron's, he's ingrained a different kind of culture there in Los Angeles for the Lakers, like uh, making all these young guys want to work harder and be better than they've ever been. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily all LeBron's doing, but because he's there, he brings a, a, a sense of, uh, like a high expectation for his team and wanting them to perform at their highest level. So uh, really fun to be a Laker fan right now. I'm not going to lie. Still cannot wait to go to that game in January uh, with all my friends. So yeah, NBA that starts in about 13 days. I'm really excited for that. So any NBA fans out there, you can look forward to that. But also I know the NHL season starts around the exact same time. Um, they both have the exact same season, 82 games, um, very very long season uh but just enough time to let players recover and uh yeah i interesting how the nba and the nhl are on the same level like that uh in other basketball news uh the nba 2k content on our website have been has been blowing up lately um i'm gonna pull something up really quick but Man, it's it's crazy. So I, I have NBA 2K nineteen, that's the new uh the newest game that just came out about a month ago. And I've been putting out little articles about the different challenges you can do on on the game. There's a game mode called My Team where you can open cards, open packs of cards, you know, virtual cards, and you make the best lineup you can and you use those players that you get in those card packs for different challenges and things like that. And, uh, so every Saturday morning, I guess every Friday night, they come out with new challenges and after bowling, sometimes I try to get started on them, but usually I wake up early on Saturday mornings and I try to knock out all the challenges. And it usually takes me a couple of hours because there are five challenges. And when I go through these challenges, I just, I document what each challenge entails because in order to know what the next challenge is, you have to beat the first one. And so you, you beat uh, challenge number one for this week. Then you can see what you have to do for number two. You you have a general idea because it has a title, it tells you how much you how many how much currency you can win in in rewards, but it doesn't tell you all the details like the quarter length and uh, what level of difficulty it is and what exactly you have to do if it's a full game or if it's a quarter. Um, and so I've been trying to put out articles every Saturday that details these challenges, and I look forward to adding like tips and strategy for how you can beat the challenges better or easier. Um, But those articles have been taking off. Um, I did a a Google ranking search and in like New York city, you know, like the biggest city in the U S these articles, if you search for NBA two K 19 challenges, my articles are coming up on page one, like number three, four and five on page one of Google. So because of that, high ranking I, you know I'm I'm tapping into a niche that nobody else really has which is kind of astounding to me like people play the game a ton but they don't really do too much content about it apparently especially in blog format and so I've been putting these articles out now for 4 weeks I just put I put out week 4 this last Saturday and I've been checking my analytics throughout today and at one point I had 42 users on abstractsports.com and that is really exciting to me because, um, it's, you know, a website doesn't really start to make money until you start getting a lot of traffic, uh, and you can make some money off of advertising and things like that. And so just to put it in perspective, since I've been putting out this NBA 2k, my team content, um, I've been averaging about 50 users, 50 new users from just Google searches every day. Um, and now I have like four articles up. So week one through four. Uh, so just to put it in perspective on Sunday, September 30th, I had 56 users, which was up about 9.8% from the previous, uh, from the, from last week. And then the next day, so October 1st, that would be Monday. I had 117 users. So it nearly doubled or it doubled. And then some, and then yesterday, Tuesday, October 2nd, I had 187 users, that's 240% from the previous week, and I can tell you that it's gonna be way more than 187 tomorrow, uh, or for today. So by tomorrow, I'll I'll find out how many users have hit the site in the last day, and I have a feeling it's gonna be 300 plus. Um, And so, I'm just making sure I've got my Google ads on my website, so that anytime somebody hits one of those pages, I get um, an impression and The more impressions I get, the more money I can make. It's not a lot of money. Honestly, it's like a couple bucks. Not even that. It's like 50 cents that I've made this week from all that traffic. Um, The idea is to get enough traffic that you can sell it, like show, use it as a selling point to advertisers who want to pay like a monthly rate and put their specific ads on your website. Um, so yeah, something I'm really looking forward to something I should probably be looking more into reaching out to people and seeing if they'd like to do advertising. So if you know anybody who's into sports and has a, a business that feel like could benefit from online traffic, um, you let me know, and maybe we can get an advertisement on our website for them at a good price, of course. Um, so yeah, things are booming on the website. I like to see that it's a lot of, a lot, all the work that I've had put in over the last couple of years. Um, It's nice to see that there is a niche on the website that people enjoy, um, and that's just one corner of the website, too. So there's a lot of possibility there. Uh, It makes me really excited. But that's all I've got for basketball-related content. Let's jump right into some football. Lots of football action. And actually, before we do football, let's do a little bit of baseball. So I I forgot that I, I forgot to mention that I did watch the National League, uh, Wild game last night between the Colorado Rockies and the Chicago Cubs. Chicago Cubs had the home field advantage. Uh, this is a team that's been uh, around the postseason the last few years. You know, obviously they won that championship a couple of years back. Um, really, really big for the city of Chicago and that franchise, uh, having not been there for a century, and finally getting it done. That's a pretty cool story. And so they were all they were in that picture again. You know they had to win the wild card to move on to the uh, to the first round of the MLB playoffs. But the game went into extra innings. It was like thirteen innings, I think, or fourteen. I don't remember. But um, the Cubs gave up one run. Well, you know, a couple hits in a row, two or three hits in a row, really. And basically, the pitcher just kind of folded and they got a couple of hits and got a couple of runs in, and then the Cubs weren't able to capitalize on anything on their uh, bottom of the inning at bat. So uh, congratulations to the Colorado Rockies. You know, it's, I, I don't think that they've really had this much success as of late, and maybe Alice can correct me. Uh, I know she's a big baseball fan. So uh, exciting times for the Rockies, and uh, there's another, another wild card game I believe that's going on right now um, I debated not doing the podcast so I can go home and watch that because, you know, win or go home games in any sport are the most exciting, uh, you know, whether it's World Cup soccer, uh, you know, postseason MLB baseball, game sevens, and, you know, things like that. Um, can't get enough of that. So uh, just know that you guys are lucky that you're hearing me tonight and not another time. Um, but I guess if you're listening to this podcast somewhere else, then, you know, everything is dated. So, uh, but all right, that's all I have for baseball. Let's move back on to football. (laughs) So we've got a ton of football content for you guys this week because we've started this, uh, you know, week previous week recap and this coming week preview so that we can kind of hit on the big games and let you guys know when you should be tuning in, uh, to what games, because they have more importance than other ones. Uh, Alice here on on the Facebook comments just says it's zero to two Yankees ahead. Boo. (laughs) Yes, uh, my uh, Alice is not a Yankees fan. uh, I mentioned that I I like Aaron Judge and I get chastised for it. It's pretty brutal. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so big game going on right now. I should actually pull that up really quick just so I can say some things about it. Um, It says, Judge puts Yankees in front. That's front page of ESPN.com. Aaron Judge knocked out a two-run homer to left field in the bottom of the first to put the Yankees on the board. Coming out hot. Coming out swinging hot bats um, against the uh, uh, Oakland Athletics, or the A's as they are called. It is now the top of the fourth with two outs. Um, Lanky still hold that. Lanky's? <laughs> the Yankees still hold that 2 nothing lead going into Bottom of the fourth very soon. All right. That's some good baseball coverage. So football. Uh, <laughs> this is a week five NCAA football pre or recap. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, I'll mention the Vandals first. Just get that out of the way. More on them a little bit later. But the Vandals beat Portland State on Saturday 20-7. Um, and they, you know, as – Still kind of an ugly win, but we got the win. Um, I'm looking on the GoVandals.com at their box score, and it looks like all their stats are not there because it doesn't show all their scoring uh, scoring plays, at least from what I can see. Um, but Mason Petrino, the coach's son, threw 17 completed passes out of 24 attempts, had a touchdown, one pick. His longest uh, completion was 27 yards and got sacked three times, uh, lost 13 yards total on the day that way. Well, I guess that's not entirely true. He was 11 for 21 on rushes, uh, three of those being sacks technically. Uh, Isaiah Saunders, the leading running back for the Vandals, had 22 runs for 103 yards. Um, That's an average of 4.5. No touchdowns, though. Uh, 99 yards. That was pretty good. A 34-yard run was his longest. And then kind of a committee approach over there. Um, I mean, the backup running back, had uh, Tyrese Walker, had 40 yards on eight attempts. Still uh, a 4.6 average. Um, did a pretty good job in the running game minus the fact they didn't get any scores um, but as far as receiving goes we had one touchdown that was caught by Jeff Cotton he had four catches for 41 yards and uh, honestly there were a lot of receivers that got involved you had Tyrese Walker who's a running back Connor Whitney Isaiah Saunders the other running back David Unger, DJ Lee and Cuttrell Haywood uh, along with Jeff Cotton who caught the touchdown uh, so a total of Uh, 17 completions. Obviously I already said that because Mason Petrino threw all those, uh, 166 yards. And, uh, yeah, so that was the one touchdown that was scored. There were two field goals. That only adds up to 13 points. So there's another touchdown somewhere. Um, but I do not know where it is according to the stats, unless it's a defensive touchdown and it doesn't mention it in their tables here. So it could have been a defensive touchdown, Uh, Not entirely sure. There was one forced fumble, but it doesn't say touchdowns anywhere. Um, (laughs) Very strange. And then uh, punting, obviously not going to score on punting and returns. It doesn't even mention touchdowns there. So uh, I don't know, man. I don't know where that other touchdown came from. So I'll just leave it at that. Uh, GoVandals.com. You can find all their stats on there. Um, And I'll be previewing their game this week uh, in the next segment. But moving on to other bigger NCAA matchups, I'm just going to rattle things off really quick. I didn't watch any of these games this week. I just know they were all very important because they were ranked matchups or had some sort of significance of, like, in-state rivalry potential and things like that. So I'm just going to go ahead and rattle these off. The previews might take a little more time. So uh, number 12, West Virginia at Texas Tech. Number 25, uh, West Virginia beat Texas Tech 42-34. Move on to a state rivalry or a state matchup where you had Central Michigan taking on number 21 Michigan State, and Central Michigan ended up losing 20 to 31. Obviously, honestly, not much of a, uh, you know, not much of a loss com- considering the fact that Central Michigan is not ranked. Michigan is, and they only won by 11 points. So um, close call for Michigan State. They move on with the number one, tw- number 21 rank, I believe. Uh, then you had these next two games were really big. Uh, Ohio State, number four, uh, they played at Penn State, number nine. Uh, Penn State ended up losing 26-27 to 27 at home. And I remember in the preview last week that I mentioned that Penn State might just have the edge on them because they had home field advantage, and they almost had it. Uh, both teams scored 13 points in the last quarter and uh, made it a really close one for Penn State. Um, but Ohio State goes on to win that one. And then you had another big close matchup, number 7 Stanford taking on Notre Dame at home, number 8 in the rankings. And Notre Dame, I don't think that's right. No, that is right. That is right. Uh Notre Dame beat Stanford as a the one the one rank underdog, I guess you could say, number 8 to number 7. They beat them 38 to 17, so a very sizable uh win for them. Uh a lo- big score differential there that Uh, helped bump them up to number six in the rankings. So uh, the fact they got the win over a number seven team in Stanford and did it in such a fashion, they were able to move up in the ranks two spots. So shout out to the the Fighting Irish over there with the shiny chrome gold helmets. Very cool. And then a big local matchup, uh, number 20 BYU taking on Washington, uh, University of Washington, uh, who's the number 11 team, BYU was not favored going into this game, and if they could win this one, they would be uh, you know, moving up in the ranks pretty significantly. So BYU fans around here were really rooting for that. That didn't happen. <laughs> BYU got destroyed 35-7, to and because of that, they were knocked out of the rankings, uh, moving some teams around. Obviously, they're on the tail end of the top 25. Uh, but Washington, I don't know if they moved up or down, but they did get a sizable win over a ranked opponent but they were a lower-end-ranked opponent, so they may have stayed the same or maybe jumped a little bit, depending on how the, all the other wins as well. Uh, but yeah, 35-7 BYU loss. And then you had Oregon, number 19, at California, number 24. You know, pretty good matchup. Oregon, the the favored team, ended up winning 42-24. to 24. I think the rankings worked out pretty well there. Um, I will say just in general, I'm not a huge fan of the NCAA ranking system. I think it is way too um, I would say objective. They don't really take into account a lot of other things. And, you know, there's just certain schools who are ranked higher because they have more money to recruit and it's just different for every school. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's fair to an extent, but you know, they, there's always discussions on how the committee got things wrong year after year, uh, when they placed the teams, the final four teams into the college football playoff. Um, but it is what it is. So moving on to the key matchups preview for week six of the NCAA football season. And I'm just going to be rattling these off too. It's going to be the teams that are playing against each other when the games are and what channels you can watch them on, because these are the ones you should be watching if you're watching any, um, but obviously support your local teams. Uh, so you had number 19, Texas, taking on number 7, Oklahoma in Oklahoma. That game kicks off at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2 or the Watch ESPN app. And then you have another Michigan State rivalry or Michigan State matchup, I should say. You've got Eastern Michigan at Western Michigan. So you got <laughs> the two sides of the state taking on each other, uh, neither of whom are ranked. But I only listed it because of that significance. Um, very cool scenario. You know, I I feel like anybody could watch this game and get something interesting out of it because you're watching two schools from the same state battle it out um, whether they're good or not. I think it's a, a fun, friendly rivalry. Um, I kind of compare it to like, you know, Idaho, Idaho state is kind of the same way, but also Idaho and Washington state, because we know that they're better than us and they just, they, they're eight miles away. And so the games are fun to talk about and fun to go to because uh, it's like just a mutual respect for, uh, being college uh, friends and college neighbors, I guess you could say. But anyways, you have uh, in the next one, you've got number five LSU taking on number 22, Florida in Florida. That game kicks off at 12 or well. I'm looking at the wrong one. Uh, I also didn't mention that the Michigan game, you, you can watch that 12 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN plus. That's that new app thing they have going on. But that LSU Florida game, three thirty PM Eastern time on CBS. Uh, that one, you know, I, Florida, if they can upset LSU there, that would shift things around drastically. Uh, then you've got no, Notre Dame, who just claimed that number six spot, taking on number 24, Virginia Tech. And that game happens at 8 o'clock Eastern time on ABC or the Watch ESPN app. And that's in Virginia, or at Virginia Tech, I should say. But the game that I'm really, really, really looking forward to is the Idaho Vandals at Idaho State Bengals. I did say earlier that I had more on them later, and this is it. So Idaho State Bengals, they're located in Pocatello, Idaho. That's about 50 miles from where I'm at right now. And I'm going to the game. I went on, and I bought nine tickets for me, my friends, and family. And we're all going to carpool over there in a couple of different cars and have a good old time in Pocatello, Idaho. Uh, The only time I ever go to Pocatello is to watch football games or basketball games, and it's usually when the Vandals are in town. So... Um, that says all I know about Pocatello um, but we're gonna go over there early in the day I imagine they have uh, an alumni Association tailgate that we may try and attend it's like 15 bucks and you go in and you get food and some drinks and stuff like that and they have a cash bar available uh, cool way to network with fellow alumni uh, of the alma mater so I feel like at least a few of us are going to partake in that others might go and grab their own beer and, and tailgate on their own but um, Hey, I'm, I'm open to either one. They both sound really fun to me. Um, we have enough people in our group that we could go different ways. So we'll see what happens. That game kicks off at 5.35 p.m. Eastern time, but my time, that'd be 3.35 in Pocatello, Idaho at the Holt Arena. Um, really looking forward to that day. Uh, we've had this, this game in our sights for a while now, and uh, we'll be We'll be enjoying ourselves. I'll be sure to post some some pictures on the Facebook page and on the Twitter account and on the Instagram account. So be sure to follow us at, Insta, or at Abstract Sports on all of those outlets and uh, check out some of the pictures we put up from this weekend. Should be a good time. Also, uh, one week ahead preview, the Vandals are taking on Montana State in uh, Bozeman, Montana next weekend. So, you know, not this Saturday, but next We are going to – some of us are going to try to go, but I don't know if it's going to happen just because two games back-to-back and it's like a four-hour drive away. We'd have to uh, stay up in a hotel for a night. It would be a little more expensive than just going to Pocatello and coming home. Uh, So I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's close. It's very close. If it was in Boise, we might justify it because it's Boise, but uh, that's not the case. All right, now for a little intermission I just want to let you guys know that if you'd like to be a supporter of the podcast or the abstract sports brand slash blog slash whatever, um, you can support us in a few different ways. Uh, One is that you can go to anchor.fm slash abstract sports and click the button that says uh, support this podcast. You can make a one, five or ten dollar monthly donation to us to help uh, motivate us to continue putting out awesome content and entertaining you guys on a weekly basis Um, but also helping us put some money towards keeping our website online. Um, It is our lifeblood. It is our, our, our main existence. It's our hub. It's where everything goes. So anything that's that you're able to give, we greatly appreciate. Um, And uh, uh, if you don't want to do a monthly thing, you can also do a one-time gift. If you go to abstractsports.com slash support Uh, you can give any dollar amount. It goes, just goes to our PayPal account again, just to help us keep the website online and, and continue putting out good, good content for you guys. Um, but yeah, abstractsports.com slash support. And if you also just want to buy some merch instead and support us that way, you can hit abstractsports.com slash shop and do it there as well. Buy a shirt. We've got small, medium, and large in stock right now, only a few of each. Um, so you can go ahead and do that. I plan to put together a page that I can just t- tell you guys to go to uh, abstractsports/slash. B S B two L or something like that. That's like our hashtag we use for bringing sports back to life. Uh, And then you can pick your way of supporting us, um, on all the different platforms. So, um, maybe I'll have that put together for you guys next week to make it easier, make this intermission shorter. Um, I do plan to make like my own little commercials for this intermission. (laughs) I know it sounds cheesy, but, um, I have some ideas. I want to make some, some little commercials for my own brand. I know it sounds silly, but, um, it's fun to me, so get over it. <laughs> uh, so look forward to that. I don't know when that'll be. I have to put it all together. need to find some music. I already have some like some uh, storyboarding done for it so look forward to that kids. All right, back to the show. Let's talk about some NFL week four recap and week five preview. Let me make sure I get my numbers right in here so I don't mess it up. So I only had two games on the docket last week that I wanted to watch, and I almost missed one of them. My allergies were kicking my butt in a serious way on Sunday. Um, Ended up getting over to my brother's house pretty late, and I did catch most of the Miami Dolphins at Patriots game on my phone, thankfully, because technology is the best. Um, But that was the one I almost missed. So Miami Dolphins... Took on the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Uh, they ended up losing. So therefore they dropped from 3-0, the, the, one of the only undefeated teams, but down to 3-1. and Patriots are even now at 2-2. and And let me pull up some uh, stats for this game, hopefully. I should be able to do that, right? Uh, let's go back to week four. And we'll find the Dolphins-Patriots. That was a morning game. See if it'll open up for me. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, he only threw for 100 yards, had no touchdowns. He was their top passer. Ooh, that says a lot about the day. Uh, (laughs) Then they had Frank Gore, who ran for 41 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Kenny Stills had 40 yards, no touchdowns. Really not a lot of production out of the Miami Dolphins offense. Uh, Then you have the Patriots, obviously, uh, doing pretty good on offense all the time. 274 yards for three touchdowns for Tom Brady. Uh, Sony, Sonny, Sonny Michelle, 112 yards for one touchdown. And then uh, you had, uh, what's his name, James White or Jay White, 68 yards for a touchdown. So five touchdowns on the day and a field goal for the Patriots, getting the win ultimately over the Dolphins, 38-7. Uh, pretty disappointing loss for the Dolphins after, uh, you know, being undefeated and all early in the season. But if you're going to lose to a team, let it be the Patriots. They weren't able to get that first win in Foxborough since 2008, um, unfortunate, but they will meet again later this season, probably in Miami, uh, see if they can't get the win at home. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll have some more momentum at that point and then get the job done. Uh, and it, it, Tom Brady will also be a few weeks older, so maybe that will help him out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Going back over to the stats here. So the other game that I wanted to call out was the Cleveland Browns at Oakland Raiders. And this is a a fight between two young teams. You know, you got a young leader in Derek Carr for the Raiders, the quarterback over there. And then you have Baker Mayfield on the other side for Cleveland. And I just thought that the Cleveland Browns were going to be coming off of some uh, good momentum after getting their first win in, in a very, very long time. And they did a really, a really good job, honestly, of, uh, taking care of some business but they just weren't able to do it in the in the end uh just like the other two games they the game against the saints and the steelers that they almost had they weren't able to finish the deal in the end Uh, they lost to the raiders 42 to 45 and so the key points to take away from this game is that baker mayfield he's he's the guy uh not coming back for them to be the quarterback uh at least yeah believe that's his name (laughs) there's a few players have the same names and they play similar positions so i i feel like i'm getting them mixed up in my head so if i'm wrong please correct me i i'll take that correction gracefully but baker mayfield threw for 295 yards on two touchdowns they had uh, chubb who ran for 105 yards two touchdowns as well and then higgins top receiver for the browns 61 yards no tds Uh, so that tells you that mayfield ran for At least one touchdown. He may have passed for another. I don't know. Anyway, Derek Carr had 437 yards. That's a lot of yards. Four touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns. Marshawn Lynch ran for 130 yards, no TDs. Man, he was fun to watch. He was running mean on those guys, breaking a couple big ones here and there. Uh, And then you have Amari Cooper, who finally put some production up. He wasn't doing too hot the first few games. Uh, 128 yards, one touchdown. Uh, And... The Raiders pull it off in the end. The Browns were hiking down the field to try and uh, get the, the the last second win, and it just didn't work out, man. Uh, it's just too bad. But there were some other good games like that I haven't really mentioned, like the Dolphins and the the Eagles. Somehow Mariota led those guys to get a win over the Eagles. They marched down in the fourth quarter in the final seconds of the game. Uh, it actually went into overtime, uh, but it was the final seconds of the game. And they threw a touchdown. So the Eagles got a field goal on their possession in overtime. And then the Titans somehow marched all the way down there against the defending champions uh, and got the win, a pass to Corey Davis, I believe it was, for the win. It was pretty cool. Um, It's really cool to see a team like that beat a team like that. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, But more on the Titans here in just a second because we're talking about the Week 5 preview. Uh, the two teams with buys this week are the Bears and the Bucks, and I, I did hear that um, that Jameis Winston will be taking back over for Ryan Fitz, Fitzpatrick. Uh, seems like his magic has run out in Tampa, so you'll get, you're going to see Jameis Winston, the guy who's having off field troubles all the time, uh, be back in that leadership role. Uh, and the Bears having a good week off. You know they they've been dominating on defense, and and Mitchell Trubisky throwing for a hundred million touchdowns this week. Uh, uh, so that break is well-deserved for both of those teams. I don't even know if the Bucks got the win. I don't think they did, but the one first game I want to, uh, let me get these in order here. Let me go to week five and look at these things in order. Uh, so there have a couple of one o'clock games. Um, so it'd be Titans bills. That's the first one I want to talk about. And then we're also going to cover the Ravens and Browns. These are the two morning games I want to cover. So let me just get these in the right order here real quick. All right, we're good. So Titans are taking on the Bills in Buffalo. Uh, As I already mentioned, the Titans coming off of a big win against the defending defending champion Eagles. Uh, Look to build on that momentum a little bit and uh, take out a team that's kind of struggling right now. Uh, And again, I am just going to be rattling these off and mentioning any storylines that come to mind. Uh, But then the next game you've got is the Ravens at Browns. Uh, this is this one kicks off at 1 o'clock Eastern time in the land. And uh, also the Titans game is at 1 o'clock as well. It's a morning game. Um, but the Ravens and Browns, it's a divisional matchup. So that that's why that one's kind of important. Um, basically, the teams at the top of division are going to be put into the wild card or into the playoffs at the end of the season. So you want to be there uh, ready for that. Uh, then you have... I was just going to say that the Browns, the Browns, they put up a bunch of points at week four. So if if they can do the same thing they did against the Raiders, I think that they should be able to beat the Ravens where they have home field advantage. Maybe they'll have the dog pound behind them a little bit and uh, they might get that W. I'm predicting a W. They're going to be two, two, and one by the end of this, uh, this uh, Sunday. Another big matchup is the Raiders at Chargers. This is also a divisional matchup. It is the California matchup. Another one. Uh, the Raiders at Chargers. We had the Battle of L.A. a couple weeks ago with the Rams and Chargers, but Raiders at Chargers kicks off 4.05 p.m. Eastern time in Los Angeles. So that's an afternoon game. And then you've got Cardinals at 49ers, also a divisional matchup, kicks off 4.25 Eastern time in San Francisco. And then you have the Rams at Seahawks. Uh, that is not – no, that is. That is another divisional matchup. It's another divisional uh, 4.25 Eastern time in Seattle. So three out of the four afternoon games are divisional matchups. Those are ones you're going to want to watch. I mean, they, don't, they may not mean a lot in the beginning of the year, but in the NFL where there's only 16 games, every game against a divisional matchup is important. Uh, that's why the Titans are sitting really well right now. Um, I believe the Bills are actually uh, – is that a divisional matchup for them again? Is that – I think it is. Let me look at this up. NFL Divisions. Uh, no, it's not. I lied. It's the Patriots and Bills. That's what I'm thinking about. But Yeah, Titans did get a win over the Houston Texans earlier this year, and that was huge for them in their division. Texans have been kicking butt in their division for a while now. Um, so good for them. Maybe they'll make some out of that. But that that pretty much does it for the previews. I mean, those are the games that I want you guys to watch because I think they're going to be good ones, and I think there's going to be some fun things that happen this weekend. Uh, So be sure to tune into those games. But that is pretty much all I've got for you guys today. Uh, I want to say thanks to you guys for tuning in. Thanks to Alice for being in the comments a little bit. Appreciate you. And uh, I want to let you guys know that you should go follow and subscribe to us on all of our other channels. Uh, If you don't like the Facebook page already, hit facebook.com slash abstract sports. Hit that like and follow button. We put out uh, posts pretty regularly. We also do the show once a week on Wednesdays. Um, thinking about moving it to Tuesdays just for the NFL season. Uh, it makes the most sense because uh, Monday night football happens and then I can do the podcast Tuesday and prep for the Thursday night game because that happens tomorrow. I'm going to try to get this post up or this video put up on YouTube uh, by the end of the day tomorrow at work so that I can, you guys can take in that stuff uh, before the matchups happen Thursday through Monday. Uh, but subscribe on Facebook instagram twitter uh just look for abstract sports look for the logo that that looks like an a with an s running through it and uh yeah hit the subscribe button on youtube as well we put up the shortened version of the video you can speed it up there and get through our content a lot quicker so if you're trying to save time but you want to still be in be in the loop that's a good way to do it and uh, anchor.fm abstract sports if you'd like to support as uh, more than a reader listener or viewer you're going to want to go there and hit that support this podcast button, or you can hit abstract sports.com slash support, make a one-time donation or go to abstract sports.com slash shop and purchase yourself a shirt and support the brand, support the grind. Uh, if you want to get involved with the blog or start your own podcast, just let us know, email us at hello at abstract or go to abstract sports.com slash contact and send us an email. Let us know you're interested in being a part of something big and we can, uh, hook you up with some information, and get going from there. All right, that's enough promoing for me today. I did that three times, probably two too many, uh, but, hey, it rolled right off the tongue this, tongue this time, so I can't uh, complain as I mess up that line. That's hilarious. All right, guys, well, thanks again for tuning in to Episode 64 of the Abstract Sports Podcast. We will see you next week. All right, peace out.